three, two, one. Welcome to What the Shuck. The goal of the What the Shuck podcast is to provide a platform for the people with positive and influential ideas who have helped me to change my life and will also help you to navigate the tribulations that life will throw you while trying to achieve your biggest dreams. However, I also plan to put a spotlight on the people who made Kentucky such a unique and awesome place to live. And throughout my podcast, I'll be interviewing the people of all professions, arts, and just anyone with a cool idea that should be heard. My next guest is a dad, trainer, and boxing coach at EBF. And he also does his own training program outside of EBF where he incorporates anything from basketball, boxing, and all forms of functional fitness. He is a former employee and rep of Nike and is one of the swaggiest guys in Lexington. My next guest is the dude himself, Mike Jones. Welcome on, man. Thanks so much. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Um, Mike, so I just wanted to bring you on because, like I said, I like to just always kind of introduce people and in, 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 um, to explain why I'm having everybody on the show. Uh, you have literally been at EBF since I got here. You're one of the OG trainers, and you've still, you're still here. You're helping people get better every single day. And such a huge goal of my podcast is just to promote fitness and healthiness and i feel like you do such a great job of that because you don't just want to make people good athletes you want to make them functionally be able to go through life um and then you also do cool things like doing basketball coaching and then you do this stuff through nike and it's just you are very influential to the community of lexington so i just appreciate you man i appreciate you but um so as we're um as we're as we've been going through this journey together um it's been a really cool thing to just see how EBF's grown and how the community's grown and how everybody has just been such a close, tight-knit community. And that's what I think that a lot of people don't get at other gyms. Um, so if you care to talk a little bit about that, just how important it is, that the family aspect of EBF. Yeah, I think that uh, everybody embraces the same mentality when they come in here, man. They uh, want to have fun. Uh, they want to grind together. Um, like you said, community is big, and then that community ter- community turns into family, man. And I feel like Matt, myself, and the other form- all the other trainers here definitely uh, bring that to the table and show you that, hey, like, you know, we're, we're a trainer, but we also truly care about you, not just a dollar sign. Um, so, you know, any questions that need to be asked, if somebody needs uh, some personal attention to a massage on something, like, like you see us in here, uh, they're gunning somebody out or uh, using the rollers on people and just having great conversation and building that relationship that people need beyond just somebody in your face telling that you can do something. So I think uh, like just with you, meeting you, and like people don't understand the process and the grind that you do every day. Like uh, I see you grind every day, bro, and you speak every day. And you know, I don't care what I'm doing, you make sure you come over and you speak, and it's vice versa, man. Uh, and those type of things means that I've left a mark on you where you feel like you want to speak and likewise. Like I want to make sure that, hey, I see you, you see me, and uh, I want to speak to you that day, man. So I think we do a good job there and it's always open to new people. Dude, not, and for me, that's like been such an important part is just like, I want to, I want the people to know who have helped me to change my life. I want them to know like, hey, if, even if it's every day, like yeah. I'm eternally grateful because like I just was in such a bad place when I got here right. and I was, I was getting better. But I still hadn't reached the potential of where I am today and just looking back and being like, oh, I used to run a 12-minute mile, but because people like Mike now run a six-minute mile. It's just like crazy to see that progress. And it's not just me that you're helping to make people like this. There's so many success stories, and yeah. you're such an like important part of that, dude. But also, being from Kentucky, boxing is a really important part of where right. we're from, and also 
basketball. Correct. So those are two things that you obviously love. Yeah. If you care to go a little bit of what, what made you be so passionate about those two. Yeah, so my dad coached boxing here at UK uh, for about 18 years here before he died in 09. Uh, I won the silver gloves as a kid at 11 years old here representing uh, the Lexington district. And then also I fought, we fought in West Virginia, did really well there. Uh, my story's a little different. I used boxing as a outlet and then also as a way to get closer to my dad because my dad really didn't fool with me unless I was boxing. Uh, I am a basketball guy, football guy, coach it, uh, coach both. Uh, youth sports for basketball, high school, Henry Clay, Taste Creek, those areas for um, basketball. But football-wise, uh, had a good career there. I'll stay here as a corner uh, over at Dunbar and then uh, All-City as well. And then basketball was just All-City guard and then also just going on to St. Catherine, UK, Nebraska, and the Boys College. So have those things to have those opportunities to see different atmosphere, which also catapulted me into the Nike world, working different camps, uh, networking with different people, and having the opportunity to see different grinds, man. So when I train, I definitely try to help um, people see that, hey, you might not feel like you're an athlete, but you have it in you. Now, you might not be able to move like a certain person, but it's in you. And I make you believe uh, that's what's in you that's hidden, that we can find it. And every day I come in and, and come with the mindset of, hey, Lexington's in, Lexington's in me. I know that grind, it may not be the biggest city in the world, but we, we're passionate about what we do. And basketball, football, uh, boxing, I don't care if it's tiddlywinks, uh, <laughs> uh, Literally, Lexington, Kentucky has helped me grow as a man, as a trainer, as an athlete, and just as a father, man. So I try to bring all those aspects to the gym and uh, let that passion that I have for the two things that I teach now do uh, show through people that work with me. I mean, and when you were just doing your training session, I just, this lady was doing something and for a very functional athlete, maybe not the hardest thing. Correct. But for someone that's just beginning their journey, I personally can tell you there were things that I can 100% that we were doing in your class last week that I could not do six months ago. Right. And I would just be like, whoa, but if I keep working, I can do that. And then, but when you, when you get the job done and then you're like, yeah, and you right. like this bumper, yeah. dude, that is so encouraging because you are just like, Hey, I know I literally have seen the progress that you've made. And it's not only exciting for you, it's exciting for me. And it's just so reaffirming to believe like, so for me, I always talk about how with this podcast, it started off as me just being like doing Snapchats. And then someone oh. sort of slowly but surely people started being like, dude, you're such an influence to me. Like, thank you. Like, you make me want to go to the gym. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I was really doing it to hold myself accountable. But then you start realizing that this is such a huge and bigger thing than that. Right. And it's just like, if you can use yourself to inspire people, then that's really what it's all about. And for me, I heard a podcast and I heard people talk and... There were people who were speaking and changing my life. So I said, what if I could speak and help to change people's lives? So like that's yeah. just communication and just being able to talk to somebody no matter where they're from or what they're doing or what they're going through is just so important because we're all going through this the same way. Correct. We're all Correct. going through the same struggle. And it doesn't really matter at the end of the day what you're doing. It's cool to have someone that has your right. back. So it's just really important. And I appreciate just seeing those little, just little interactions that you don't see at other gyms with a trainer and it's just like oh i feel like i go to this gym and they like bring me through and they're like get on the treadmill and then do this and then it's like see you bro right. and then it's like but with you all you are always accessible any question rather it's like recovery rather it's um form or just anything like you said even just giving someone a massage to help yeah. them like be less tense it's all just you all there's so many little things that ebf does that 
I feel like have, it's why I've just had so much success and I just can't wait to keep seeing people come in here right, and right. keep seeing this journey to explode. But uh, so something I really want to talk about, um, I don't know if you actually got a chance to watch it. I'm sure you did, but the Tyson Fury and Wilder fight. Yes, I did. Uh, so what do you think about Tyson Fury saying the 40 pounds thing with the suit? I myself, as someone who's done a lot of weightlifting recently and have been getting more in shape, I'm not a professional athlete, but at first I was like, that's a cop out. But then I started thinking about it and I'm like, that would suck to actually have that on for 40 minutes yeah. wearing a 40 pound suit. But then I'm still like, you know, that you chose to do that. So I want to hear what you have to say about the fight and all that. Well, as uh, far as the overall aspect of the fight, I do believe that Tyson Fury ex executed his game plan correctly. Uh, regardless of how you look at it, 40 to 50 pounds on a person is very huge. I don't huge. care. And he's a 6'9 man that's 270 pounds laying on top of you. Um, one thing I, I posted on my Instagram was there. He said he's going back to the fundamentals, and I preach the fundamentals like crazy, the foundation of things. Because I don't care how flashy you get, how athletic you get, how how more skilled you get, it all comes from the the fundamentals. And if you don't have those simple things, then you can find yourself creating bad habits. And I think uh, Deontay Wilder has a lot of bad habits. Now his right hand is amazing, but it's an eraser, truly. Yeah, like he he can change the outcome come of a lot of things but when you get it when you crowd him or if he's if he's moving like Tyson Fury is then I don't think he has the knowledge or the capabilities to understand how to put himself in the predicament of the situation to land that right hand now he's long and everything and I think that his corner and the people around him should have been smarter than to let him wear 40 pounds of uh, of gear to come out that's, that's, really that's not smart that's just not smart it's just, it's just not smart so you can't you can't use that as an excuse. So when he says I'm not using that excuse, you are because you mentioned it. That means you felt like put, it was like a politically correct excuse, right? Right. Like you a way for him to not there. make an excuse. But so yeah. at the end of the day, um, you, you just got your butt kicked, man. And you know it happens. Like everybody takes him unless you Floyd Mayweather, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> but like in the early parts of Floyd's career, like he he took some some butt kickings in, in the Olympics because he learned how to, you know. Is a point style, so he brought it to the aspect of his boxing. So uh, Fury just threw the one two, one two, one two, late on him. Yeah. One two, one two, late on you. So as a corner, why didn't uh, Wilder adjust to that? Uh, now, granted, he did get his eardrum busted. That's different. He equilibrium's off, and things like that. I, I admire his heart, how much he's a warrior, but I, I just think that he needs to learn more than just the powerful right hand and learn how to, if he wants to continue to fight and truly grow as a fighter, learn different aspects of boxing, different movements, and just not work on the one-two. Again, hats off to Tyson Fury. He's really good. 6'9", moving like he's an NBA guy. He or, literally has some of the most insane moves that yeah, I've ever seen a guy like that He's have. nimble on his feet, so, you know, take a page out of his book, how to execute a game, a game plan. You know, you can't say nothing else. He executed his game plan, and, uh, the the world's in it's, it's gonna be nice to see what's gonna happen in the worlds of the heavyweights from now on man and for him he actually said that he noticed in the 12th round of their first fight mm -hmm. that when he would come at tyson fury that he couldn't punch the way that he could right he when he was like not able to plant his foot he just mm -hmm. could not get those same punches off and he's like i just gotta lay on him yeah like if i just keep coming at him and laying on him and like you said, those that that fundamental skill is just like the infrastructure of a good country. You know, if you got good roads and you got a good yeah. school system, 
you're going to have way better right, people. Right, right, and right. so if you got a good one-two punch and you just got yeah. something you can keep building on, that's yeah. really important. And sometimes people forget to just build those fundamental skills and just being, like, consistent about learning those right, and getting better right. every day. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty interested to see where it goes. Do you, uh, do you think the next fight's going to be versus Joshua, or do you think they're going to run it back? Uh, I think he probably have a fight in between. He just had a 30 days to exercise a rematch, so he said he wanted to have that. Uh, me, personally, if I was in Wilder's corner, I'd tell him to take another fight for confidence and, uh, you know, morale to uh, get that back before he went to go see Fury. Uh, I think – Fury's going to be on a high horse because I think Joshua wants to fight him. and He has a glass chin, so, you know, he looks like Tarzan, but fight like Jane. He does, and yes, so, that's a perfect example. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> I just don't know what that's going to look like. But I do think that he needs to uh, have an in-between fight to get his morale back because that's big in the fighter, man. So, you know, and, then, and I transition over to, like, just working out, man. Just, like, again, I always take, tip my head off to you. I talk to people uh, about you all the time, like, the process. And, like, I think that's why we click so well or talk so well because we both understand the process, man. And, like, I had the opportunity to work with Kobe Bryant a few times and uh, doing this camps because, like, you know, I know Nike basketball camps and uh, – it's not about the the glitz and glam. It's not about the lights and the uh, what's being put out on Instagram. Like you truly motivating you in, you into your craft, and your craft is working out and be building yourself every day. That's why you're doing this podcast. That's why you're reaching out to other people. You never know who's watching. You never know what platform you're going to have. And I always want to say first, I want to say thank you for using your platform and touching people's lives, man. Just like the people out here that who's really in into it for the right reason and you're into it for the right reason and you're just going to keep growing and keep being good next thing you know you're going to be on the front of me and self magazine man and i'm like i know austin shut bro <laughs> and dude it's it's honestly so humbling to hear things like that because uh there there are times when i'll be like hey man in in a class or something and then I'll be like, pick it up. You got this. I know you got this. Finish strong. And they're like, yeah. what do you know? And I'm like, whoo, I used to be like the big guy walking through here. Yeah. And it's just like, I promise you can make it through this. And Kobe Bryant actually said it himself. He was like, follow your passion. Yeah. Um, and then he really talks about how the process of actually living the dream. And I say living the dream all the time. People are like, oh, it's so corny. And I'm like, no, but for real, like, you have to literally put that out into the world every day to make yourself believe that it's possible. Yeah. And... He was like, the actual process of lear learning to live the dream is all of the life lessons you learn in the process of getting to the end game. Correct. And he's like, all those struggles you go through and yeah. all those people that you meet, they might not be the actual end goal, but they're actually the people who make it mean so much because yeah. you just really learn so much about yourself and how much you're willing to go, be able to go through. For instance, today I was running, and my buddy Brad Murphy, he keeps posting that he's been – he's a pretty good runner, and he keeps posting that he's been able to do – um, four miles in 30 minutes. Yeah. So for me, the way I look at that is like, I'm not trying to beat Brad Murphy, but I'm trying to be as good as Brad Murphy. I'm trying to get better every day. So today I ran and I did four miles in three, 31 minutes and 22 seconds. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm not like, it's just important to have people that want to make you be better. Correct. And someone like Kobe Bryant is such an influence for that. Right. And he, it literally was devastating to me um, losing him because he was honestly like probably top 10 biggest influences on me losing all this weight. I was not a yeah. big Kobe Bryant fan when he played ball. I always thought he was super cocky. And, yeah. and it's so funny because I was a Shaq guy. Yeah. And it's probably because I had a Shaq-like work ethic. Mm -hmm. 
I was like, oh, I can just get by by just being here and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not saying Shaq is not an awesome basketball right. player. I honestly think he's probably the best basketball player ever in terms of just domination. Yep. But he didn't work as hard as Kobe Bryant. Correct. And now that I've, like, learned what hard work means, it's, like, spilled over into other aspects. That's why I'm doing podcasts. That's why yep. I'm doing, like, stuff with the bar and stuff with here. And it's just learning that work ethic literally helped me to change my entire life right. on every aspect. Right. And if other people see me working that hard, and it can maybe help them to change their life, that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. For me. So I think I think uh, one thing, or I could, if I can sum it up, is that success is infectious. So when you succeed in something and you see the fruits of your labor, then you want to keep doing that because that's that's the roadmap for everything. And I, I believe that no matter what it is. If you're if you have a true passion for it, you will go to the end of the world for it. And you know, I want to tell you, you know, with your friend doing it in 30 minutes now, you don't want to be with with Brad. Like if you want to have that Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality, then you you want to get past Brad. You want to run it in 29. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So you know, I'm saying, like I was listening to the No Chip podcast this morning. Give Arena said that it was a kid that had 81 points, and he missed two free throws because he had a, a chance to surpass Kobe, but he didn't want to pass Kobe. So he missed two on purpose. Kobe Bryant would have, would have passed him. He definitely would have. So that's like you got to put that in forward in everything in your life. So if I came to the gym and I threw 110 punches tomorrow, I'm going to throw 112. And if it kills me to throw 112, then I'm willing to risk that. So I, I just think that, uh, you know, things like this and you making your platform steady and strong, keep growing, keep doing what you're doing. And I'm just honored again to have be on here with you. And uh, I'm excited to see where you go, man, and, and people like you. Us here at EBF having the opportunity to host people like you is a blessing towards us and everyone around, man. Well, dude, I mean, seriously, like this, the whole reason there is a What the Shuck podcast, like people are always like, dude, you, I mean, you had it in you, but it's like, the people that I met here really just helped me to believe that I had it in me. It's like, yeah, I probably did always have the potential for sure, but it's just like I just didn't have the well, the infrastructure like we were literally talking about. Yeah. I had all the the skills to maybe do it, but I didn't have the work ethic and I didn't have the, the discipline. And those were all the things that I've really learned here. And I learned that in the steam room and I learned that when we're doing some crazy position and everyone's like, you got 15 more seconds. And it's yeah. like, if you really can make it through that, then when you go through a struggle in the day, then it's like, if, oh, remember when I was able to sit in the steam room for like five more minutes than I, was, I expected to, or I was able to do that stance right. and a, a high plank to low plank, 30 more seconds than I thought. Right, right. And then you're sitting there at a stoplight and someone cuts you off and you're just like, you, and then you're yeah. like, oh, I gotta, well, I gotta hold myself accountable. Like if yeah. I can make it through that struggle, then I don't need to act like an asshole right here. Yeah. And man, seriously, it's just been, the fitness part has been so important, getting in better shape, but just the mental yeah. like leaps and bounds that I've made is like what's so cool for me. And it's just like to look back and say all these things that I've been able to do. And it's like, I used to, for me, when this journey started, it was like, I want to be able to kind of make money off of this. And that sounds bad, but it's like, now, like I've learned, like I said, when people started reaching out to me and I was really seeing like, hey, I'm actually not just like, like I was like, I want to be a products like person, like person that yeah. the face of yeah, their yeah, product yeah, yeah, or something yeah. and now i'm like i don't even care about that i'm just like excited that i'm helping people and if right. that never happens then so be it but it's like i know that if i keep putting in the work 
then something's good's going to come out of it. There might not be like a set destination, but I know if I just yeah. keep grinding. And that's so important for everybody is to just to have goals. So to touch on goals, like, do you have any big goals this year that you want to maybe talk about? Uh, just uh, continue to grow my uh, goat work. Uh, goat work is like my boxing and my athletic training. Uh, you know, everybody talks about somebody's the goat. Uh, the breakdown of my the acronym, the breakdown is uh, gain obtain athletically train and I think those things is you know what I stand for you can gain knowledge gain strength gain whatever it is then it's real important to obtain it so that's the big O in there and then like I said I I believe everybody can athletically train I don't care if you got two missing legs and you got you know you can figure it out and it's my job to bring it out of you and bring that monster that's deep down within and make sure that hey we got this foundational uh, strength and foundation of the platform where we started at and then we're going to grow from there and keep it there and then build on top of there so just growing that uh my man uh uh coach aka james cabrera cabrera's corner um been helping him uh going to help him in any way i can he's doing really well with the youth and brand trying to bring an au boxing program here this shit that's done the right way um so help him there and he was on here too so yeah man Shout out to Coach, man. That's my guy. He used to fight for my dad back in the day. As That's well. awesome. I didn't actually know uh, that. So um, just growing that, uh, I have a I have my own little organization called Humble Beginnings. Uh, I run leagues, camps, and stuff out of that. So it's humblebeginnings1.com. If you ever go in there, you can go in there and learn about goat training, goat anything that I'm doing. And uh, other than that, man, just keep on trying to motivate and help people reach their goals and uh, try to grow EBF as much as I can, man. And uh, take all the blessings that come with that man and keep growing as a father more first and foremost that's the most important thing in my life and uh just trying to keep on being a, a ideal or a picture of what uh, and i don't know if i'm allowed to say it i'm saying anyway but be a picture of what it looks like when god's working in your life man oh you're totally allowed to say that yeah man. Uh, and for me like the way I look at it is, is if you keep doing what you're doing, how many more What the Shuck podcast could there be? Or right. just people that are like, not necessarily doing what I'm doing, but are just some way being influential to other people to be right. better versions of themselves. I know I did Winston Hines here one day, and he was telling me about how he had started doing work through the Big Brothers, Big Sisters program. Yeah. And it's just like so cool to hear stuff like that. And that's what makes me want to keep doing this podcast is because – you doing what you're doing. Coaches are literally like the most important people in my life. I know that there are so many people that walk up to me and they're like, dude, your dad helped me change my life. Coaching is just so important. And there are people who I still walk up to today and I'm like, hey, what's up, coach? And they haven't coached me in like 20 years. And I'm like, what's up, coach? I was a little five-year-old and was like, what's up, man? And it's just like being, being that consistent, like figure for somebody Rather, they have that figure in their life, or rather, your new addition has that figure in their life, and they, that's just another person that's being motivated, motivational to them. It's just so important. So you and Coach, what you're doing is really important. Like I was talking about with Kentucky, we have Muhammad Ali from here. He's literally yeah. the greatest boxer of all time, arguably. Yeah. We need to put some tradition into this yeah. like area, and it's really cool to like hear that you all are trying to revitalize that because – I feel like for a few years it's not really been a big scene around here. So just getting that lifeblood flowing again back into Kentucky is really important to the culture, to the history, and to just honor Muhammad Ali, who I think is honestly the greatest athlete of all time. Right. Not because of everything that he achieved as an athlete, but because of everything that he achieved outside of the ring. Right, right, because it's a bigger picture, man. Just his selflessness, man. and just So I told Matt, the first day I walked in here, got a little tour and I was like all right this place cool but I was like the thing that sold me was 
the Muhammad Ali mural, and it's just yeah. like talking about how you're not going to reach your dreams until you wake up, and then that's when you you really reach your dreams. You got to right. wake up, and you right. got to make it happen. Right. And Muhammad Ali, man, is just a perfect. I mean, he literally gave up the prime of his career to be like, I'm a conscientious objector, and I do not agree with this war. Like what we're doing right now is not all right as a country. And he literally gave up the best years of his life. And it's just like, if we can continue to make people like that in this state, yeah. that's what it's all about. It's right. so awesome, and it's so cool that you're doing that. So I really appreciate that, dude. Yeah, man. Um, so for me, I want to ask you a couple more questions, that's and cool. we'll, we'll let you get off here. But uh, I want to ask you who your Mount Rushmore of boxing and basketball is. Uh, Mount Rushmore, first of all, how many people on there? Five, six? Don't judge Four. me. Four. <laughs> don't, don't judge me. Oh, good. Uh, so – uh, Floyd Mayweather, so boxing. Floyd Mayweather, uh, Roy Jones Jr., Muhammad Ali, and uh, I would have to say, um, man, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Those are four amazing, and probably who I would say my four are. Yeah. Um, we'll do football too, because I, I okay. forget that you're a basketball or a football and basketball guy. But uh, uh, what about basketball? I know you always. I know the reason that I want to talk to you the most about basketball is I see that's you post the most about basketball. That's what I do. It's my, it's so. my life, man. Uh, <laughs> basketball, Kobe Bryant, uh, Michael Jordan, um, Shaquille O'Neal, and uh, Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson with the, the change-up. All right, I appreciate yeah, that. I, I feel was, like he's pound for pound probably one of the best ever. I was I a think. bigger AI fan than Kobe fan. I think that's awesome. Like I said, I unfortunately was super unappreciative of Kobe. Yeah. Was a big Shaq and LeBron – or not LeBron guy, big Shaq and Michael Jordan guy. Uh, yeah. So – Now, LeBron I, definitely deserves to be on there. He's uh, definitely arguably the greatest player of all time, athlete-wise. But I'm a, I'm a passion and fire guy, and I just think that that's the only thing that he lacks. The now. fierce competitiveness. Yes. And it's so crazy to say that, but yeah. I seriously – that I just never get that he's a killer. Yeah, that's like, the Like, he's not like – like you said, step on your throat, man. You like you it. said with the the thing about holding yourself accountable to like getting better than someone else. Yeah. And I wasn't saying that I was like trying to be thirty, but I was just trying to say I knew I'd never done that before. Yeah. So I was trying to get better, and I do want to get yeah, better than him. You will get better. And so with that, uh, I just feel like Kobe and Michael and LeBron, or not LeBron, but in AI. I feel like those three guys are dogs, and they will kill yeah. you to win the game. Gotcha. There are things that they would do that are illegal probably to win ball games. Right. I know I've heard that if you beat Michael Jordan in pool, and he wasn't even good at pool, yeah. that he wouldn't talk to you for like two weeks. He was that comp He's yeah. that insane of a competitor. Correct. But uh, it's just really cool to hear you say Allen Iverson. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, what about football? Oh, man, football. This one's a little harder because I feel like harder. it's so much more definitive it's, with basketball. Right, it's gonna, and it's going to be skill, all skill guys because, you know, linemen are definitely – Nope, all no, the guts and the glory. Yeah, but they, they're they the foundation of the football, man. So, I, I'm going to say Barry Sanders. Okay. Uh, believe it or not, um, people might think I'm crazy, man, but I really love Michael Vick, which is crazy. Uh, the showstopper, man. Randy Moss. Okay. I would say Randy Moss is definitely on mine. And I got to go with the man, dog. I hate to say it, but he, he's the man. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I, honestly, he's just like with Kobe. Uh, I luckily started to appreciate him a little bit more, but just that fierce competitiveness is unmatched goal, almost. I don't care what team he's on. He still wins those games. He sometimes doesn't look like the most athletic guy, and I think that's what makes it even more amazing. Yeah. It's just like these other dudes are Michael Vick and, right. and Sanders, and it's just like – 
those dudes are two of the greatest athletes who right. probably ever walked the, the earth. And it's just like you can say at like achievement wise, Tom Brady is, but it's like when you really look at him as an athlete, you're like, yeah. right. then he's like, but he wins. And it's just so crazy. He just finds a way to to pull it out every time. And I want to put a disclaimer out. This is just the people that I've seen during my era. Not no, I appreciate yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, I just, that's just, a that's a thing that's really important is, <laughs> is relevance of the era that you were raised in because right. you we know Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yeah, yeah. some of the greatest players ever. We know Lawrence Thomas is one of the yeah, best. Lawrence on, Taylor, I mean, is Lawrence one of the best. One, also another freak. But, yeah, it's just really important to to understand that in each era there's going to be something different because, you know, in 10 years we'll probably be like, people will be like, I don't know if Michael Jordan's the best yeah. ever. It's like They're trying to be talking about Zion Williams. Exactly. You know, it's and it's great. just the trend of what's going on in that current era. Right. But uh, just so – just. Where can everybody find you? Uh, thank you so much, by the way, yeah. for coming on again. Most definitely. Uh, man, I'm here at EBF, man. Uh, if you have any training, personal training, anything from af- from athletics, fitness, to even boxing, you know, most definitely boxing is a boxing gym. But uh, I'm here. Uh, like I said, I shout out my uh, website, Humble Beginnings One. That's the number one.com. You can find information there about goat training, uh, goat work. Um, also, you know, I coach. I'm over at Henry Clay um, as well. Uh, I stepped away from you football for a while, but I'll be back on the scene in two years when my youngest son comes back. Uh, if you got any questions about how to get in school, you got kids looking to get in school, how to earn a scholarship and things, I do that as well. Um, but, you know, my email here is uh, mikejones at ebf.com, uh, or you could just truthjones2 at gmail.com. Uh, talk to Austin if you need to reach out to me. And then my Instagram is jonesy, J-O-N-Z-Y, 224. Uh, reach out on there, man, and uh, look forward to hearing to anybody that got any questions or wants some training. And to just have, like, a closing statement or something that you want to leave the people with. Yeah, man, always believe in yourself, man. Put God, family, and uh, hard work into everything, and you should be okay. I'm definitely a big fan of the Mamba process, being passionate about everything you do. And I also believe that it's always can be something better. Never become complacent with who you are. Always try to grow every day. And then, uh, you know, let your heart be great, and everything else will take care of itself. Dude, thank you so much. And if you're listening to the What The Shuck podcast, thank you so much as well. Uh, we have a lot of big things coming. I have my website coming. I have, I'm have i about to be on iTunes. And I have so many more cool people to interview. Also, if you have any recommendations of people that you would like me to re- interview, please let me know. I'm always looking for new guests. Like I said, my goal is 50 podcasts by the end of this year, so I have a lot to do. Uh, I'm like up to 20 right now, so I just really appreciate everything that everybody's doing. And please like Please subscribe and don't forget to live the dream. Love you all and thanks for listening to What the Shuck.